This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Hello again, streamers, and welcome to another summer special episode of Scream Queens. The podcast where horror gets gay. Patrick is still on vacation. I am a big gay robot. Work, girlfriend. Yaz. Hunty. Sissy that walk. Tonight, we are invaded by Allison and Brian to talk about the girl on the third floor. Allison and Brian are also gay robots. Oh, the shade. Let's take a listen to the trailer, Miss Thing. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. So how's the house coming along? It's been hard. Cooper! Certain places have personalities, and sometimes they're rotten. Hey, how's the little kicker doing? It takes a real strong hand to turn them around again. has a history of bringing out the worst in people. Certainly creepy. What the hell is that? Promise me you won't say a word to Liz about last night. You need to get out of here. What was that? I hate what you've done with the place. I'm worried. the proud owner of the fortunate former house of ill repute. You know when a woman doesn't like to be futzed with too much? I don't want to see you here ever again. Houses aren't that different, I guess. You want my advice? Get your husband and your baby far away from that house. So, hi, everybody. We're um, back for a very special episode of Scream Queens. You know, I'm technically on hiatus, but I made a promise back in the day. I made a promise last time these guests were on the show. I made a promise that for Allison's birthday, I was going to cover this movie that she would not shut up about. And Allison's birthday has come and gone, but I'm still honoring my promise. So, here to talk about the film. The girl on the third floor, you know him, you love him. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, at my GNCs, wherever you may be, put your feet in the 
thing that feet go in and clap you. I don't know what I'm saying. Well, fuck it. It's Allison Nowacki and Brian Polk. Yay! Yay! CM Punk. CM Punk. CM Punk. <laughs> and before we go a second further, <laughs> just letting you all know that to do this podcast, I'm going to be drinking. Yeah! That's my boy. That didn't make a good clink. Still didn't make a good clink, but they saw it because it's a camera. Foley, um. Foley, do we <laughs> Dave, Dave Foley, nice. Dave Foley, thank you. Great guy, love that guy. Mm. So how are you doing? How's everybody going? How's how's, how's we're California? Do, we're, doing, we're doing okay as much doing as all right, yeah, yeah, as much as you can with everything you know, going on. Still locked down. How was your birthday? Locked down. <laughs> I got some free foods. Um, I, I, I didn't ask about your sex life. <laughs> <laughs> pretty locked down. I got it locked down. Um, but no, I got free food. That's pretty much what I did. Um, yeah, I, I got the I got the free food chronicles. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's like anything that's coming in styrofoam and a plastic wrapper. It is my birthday food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's all I did. Is I went through drive-throughs and I got all my got free, free sandwiches things. because why? Because Allison loves sandwiches. I birthday. love sandwiches. <laughs> she does love sandwiches. I, I got a firehouse sub. It was good. <laughs> I got a Togo. Which is another sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, yeah, I got a Togo's uh, sub. I got Starbucks. I got I got a ton of stuff. Not a sandwich. Starbucks, not a sandwich. <laughs> but, but I got a ton of stuff. I love free birthday stuff. It's the best. So that was yeah, my birthday. It was, it was a little bit diminished because a lot of places were open, so no free stuff. It, it has been the lamest birthday in a few years, but I think everybody in 2020 will be able to say that that was the lamest birthday I've had well, in the Unless last it was few early years. in the year, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come back to me when you spend a milestone one by yourself. Yeah, see, oh, that's, yeah, gotcha. it's not, not good, not good. 2020 Blowing out the candle it. on your Carvel ice cream cake. <laughs> Was it Fudgy the Whale, though? No, because the Carvel <laughs> oh. ice cream stores are closed, but I had to get one from the supermarket, so they don't have the fancy ones. I just had to get a regular circle one. Ah, oh, dicks. I would, I would have gone with the cookie puss myself. Cookie puss. Oh, yeah, cookie See, puss. I like Fudgy the Whale. <laughs> I'm not a big cookie fan. I like how people on the West Coast making jokes about East Coast ice cream rates. Yeah, right? <laughs> I go for Cookie Puss because the Beastie Boys wrote a song about it. There you nice. go. There These you go. cookie from come. Wait a second. These cookie crumbs are making me itch. Well, then you better scratch. That was a good song. <laughs> they did. It's a good song. And you have one more free thing for your birthday. You're here to talk about this movie. Yay! This is the best part of my birthday. I'm not gonna lie. I've been looking forward to it. This movie has been on Netflix for a while, and uh, yeah, I'm just so excited to be talking about it and to tell my stories of, uh, you know, seeing it and talking to the director and going to the premiere. Going to the premiere. I mean, the movie, I will say this, I'll preface the movie was better than I thought it was going to be. I really went into this movie with low expectations and i hate to say that because i love horror movies but you know you like horror movies you like cm punk but at the same time you never know yeah i wasn't i didn't want to be let down but i think that this exceeded my my baseline expectations well, i'm going to take credit for that that you're not being let down because i've given you such a string of movies to set your bar well, really low. That, that, that definitely <laughs> I've helped. seen you. Ha- I've let you see how far a horror movie can yes. slide and still be called a movie. Yes. 
So you're welcome. And I will always say this movie is good because it casts a whole bunch of Chicago people, was shot in Chicago, uh, the suburbs of Chicago, actually not far from where I grew up. up. I know this house. I've parked by this house during Frankfurt Fest. Did it's you work cr- there when it was a whorehouse? <laughs> maybe, wow. maybe. We don't Egg talk the about that. Church time. across the street. Um, but yeah, no, it's got you know Steve Albini did the music. He's a huge Chicago guy. guy. Um, it's uh, it was made by it was produced by Dark Sky Films. I which heard is that based if you buy Chicago. the DVD, it comes in a deep dish case. Pretty much. Well, I did. Um, that's how Chicago this movie. That's how is. Chicago it is. I Chicago. actually uh, last week I did get a really cool piece of merch. They put the album out. Uh, on vinyl, the the soundtrack out on vinyl, and it's blood splattered. It's, it's clear vinyl with like red. Clear blood vinyl splat- yeah. with blood splatters, and it's limited to, limited to six hundred and sixty six. And you so bought all of them. Yeah. I bought six hundred and sixty five of them. Okay, if if CM Punk was not in this movie, would you like it this much? Uh, <laughs> probably not. Probably mm-hmm. not. But I think that could be said for a lot of movies and actors that bring things to movies. <laughs> Citizen Kane was a great movie, but it would have been better if Sam Punk was in it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he, he really could have done a lot with that Rosebud moment. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about the Rosebud moment on Gay Share. It's a whole other thing for our people. <laughs> it's, a, different, it's a little different. A little different. Well, um, a lot different. No, yeah. no, no, no. So, you know, since, since you guys are the guests, and, you know, we all know this is a tradition here. And I'm yes. not going to let Al- – you know what? I want to let Allison do it because she's going to be belt labbing the whole show. So, yes. Brian, please, in your <laughs> – Please do your best. <laughs> Give me a nice, tight, 30-second, back-of-the-DVD plot summary of The Girl on the Third Floor. Talk to us now. Uh, dude has to fix up an old house to prove himself to his wife, only there's evil ghosts that want to seduce him in said house. Is that good enough? Not Amityville. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not Amityville. Patrick's is like, that was only 15 seconds. <laughs> you know what? There's nothing to this movie. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a, lo- there's a, there's a you lot. Le- you left out 45 minutes of home improvement tips. <laughs> but are they really? Because the whole point is he has no idea what he's doing. Like, uh, See, that's a problem with the movie for me. Okay. okay. What is CM Punk's screen name? Phil you know? Brooks is his Phil real Brooks. name. Phil? Philip? Phil? Phil Brooks. Phil. <laughs> Hello, As his I'm friends f- call him Phil. I'm Phil. Okay. Uh, the majority of the movie is his character Don, or King Don, as he's mm-hmm. called, by himself, yes. working on this house. Yes. And I have to say, he did an okay job for that because that is very difficult to do because he has literally nobody to work with mm-hmm. yeah. almost ever. Right. Except the dog sometimes. The dog in for a couple scenes. Oh, the dog, that he, yeah. the dog that he insists every time, every scene he has with him, he's like, go away, dog. Yeah, go away, dog. <laughs> Get out, dog. He, he abuses that dog the whole movie. There's not, it, the, and to those scenes where he is by himself, there isn't that much dialogue. It's, it's him working or jogging or yeah. whatever. There's, there's not that much dialogue. And what I think is interesting is he's trying to take on this house remodel but he has no idea what he's doing. Like he's YouTubing it as he's doing this. So, I Here's, mean, my relatable. favorite thing was when we were watching it. You said when his uh, drill runs out of energy, you're like, "You just bought that thing. Of course you need to charge it, you idiot. This guy doesn't know what he's doing." But that was the point. <laughs> yeah, 
He was working on the house in slippers at one point. I'm going, that's safe. Yeah. <laughs> barefoot. No. no, at one point he was barefoot. And barefoot. Yeah, barefoot as well. In, in the- khakis, in khakis, a t-shirt, and a button down. Okay, we're going to get the whole wardrobe every, every scene. I have to say, uh, uh, not to be gross, there's a scene of him in boxer briefs. I'm like, he packing. All yeah. Right. You go, <laughs> <laughs> he packing some meat. He's, he, you know, I did like this. I did like that they did try to flip it a little bit because usually it's the women in the movies that are walking around in their underwears or half nude. And, and I kind of, as, as. There are no boobs, Allison. You of all people brought me a new boob movie. <laughs> I would, I would prefer Who are CM you? Punk. I would prefer CM Punk in his boxer briefs over boobs in horror. Anything. You can never come at me about boobs again. If you cannot provide <laughs> boobs, and in a time of crisis like this, in a time of global crisis, and there's no boobs, you see a little bit of side boob. You see some side boob. Side boob does not count. We established that already. I see you have you have that on. Have you saying that on tape? Side boob doesn't count. Meow 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 meow. Not in this episode. I haven't okay. said it. <laughs> My problems with the movie, because I, I, since I watched it again last night, yeah, it's all directorial. It's mm-hmm. flat as a pancake. Mm. There's no escalation of things. And I'm going to put that on the director just because I, a lot of the movie is him working by himself. And I know what they're going for, kids at home. If you've seen House of the Devil, you'll know what I'm talking about. House of the Devil is a movie, a fantastic tight West movie about a babysitter in peril. And she's in this spooky house. Almost all of the movie is her walking around exploring mm-hmm. the spooky house. But it's tense mm-hmm. because you're learning things about the house, the story, things happening. You feel like she's being watched. There's just nothing happening. You're literally just yeah. watching him do work all the time. And be a terrible person. And being a, ter- <laughs> and being a terrible person. But he, like he's, again, not his fault. He's not reacting mm-hmm. to the things that the movie is presenting him. And I'm saying that's editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for instance, the house starts at an eight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's no escalation. It's starting, like, immediately, they're trying to go for this whole sexual tone, and it worked for a little bit, but it, it started to annoy me because he wasn't reacting to anything that he's seeing. Like, all the sockets in the house are oozing slime and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, various fixtures. Everything's dripping mm-hmm. like an orifice, like a sexually excited orifice. Mm-hmm. But he never responds to that. Like, there's a whole scene with him dealing with that black shit coming out of the wall. I'm going, you're bringing a pregnant woman into this house that has black mold. Yeah. And he's just touching it. He puts his hand literally through yeah. the drywall with it. Like, why would you touch it? But there's no escalation. He's there's not, no escalation. You never see him getting increasingly irritated by things coming out of the walls. Right. You never see him reacting to any of it. And that's not his fault. It's just not there. Right. And that's why there's no suspense to the whole thing. Like the first mm. half of the movie, I'm like, is, is something going to happen? Right. And then it does go, the, the last act, I mean, really goes off the rails a little bit when you go into like, well, we'll get into it. But mm. I, I thought the third act went from, to your point, kind of went from like a two to like a nine really like fast. Immediately. Like immediately. Yeah. I, and, I, here's, another, <laughs> yeah, here's another thing that confused me. Okay. The whole haunting thing, the, the flashback sort of haunting thing, when... Do you think that happened? I'm asking you a question. When did you think that happened? I mean, olden times. <laughs> <laughs> when did you think the two murders happened? I thought it was like early 1900s. Yeah, you would think that. Except that at a certain point, the ghost girl 
one of the two ghost girls, is walking around humming. She's not humming a random song. She's humming, maybe this time. It'll, I'll be lucky, maybe this time I'll win. Which is from the movie version of Cabaret. which was The song was written in 1966. It did not come out as a pop hit until 1972. So you're insinuating that ghosts can't learn new music? Yeah, well, no, but I mean, you need to <laughs> set a time for the... We already see the ghost can learn new fashion. But, yeah, because that's the other thing. This ghost girl not only can become... Can become she's not even... She, she's able to become corporeal to the, pack, to the point where she's fuckable. Yes. But she's got a rotating set of clothes. But then when I realized 1972, the clothes that she's switching into could pass. Mm-hmm. For 1972, except in the flashback scene, you're seeing guys with like handlebar mustaches. Yeah, it's like, and, like and 19, yeah, 1910, Very confusing. It's like yeah. they couldn't pick a time, and it just, you need to be spe- you need to be specific with this sort of stuff. I always or the storytelling doesn't work. Assumed yeah. that she was picking up things from other men that lived in the house and what they found attractive, because I uh, I also saw some of the outfits like one of the one's near the end of the movie as much more of an 80s, 80s type outfit. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's probably from a man from the 80s yes. that she encountered. But of course she has this revolving like outfits of what men have found sexy over the years yeah. that she's encountered. And mm. I think and I think one of the But that's me like no, kind I of like reaching. Yep. No, no, no. In comics it's called no prizing where you figure out a, a something that's not stated in the text, yeah. Well, I know, I, but it's not it's it's just wasn't clear enough for me. Like not, you need, it was not you need clear. to have something specific for you to figure things out for it, and it's just not there. There were there were a lot of things that Brian and I talked about afterwards that I had when we left this movie premiere, we I had so many questions because I I was like, what did I just watch? There's so much here but not a lot of explanation where it gives it to me, which I can appreciate to a certain extent. Um, and Brian and I, we walk in, I was like, so the house, I go, does the house exacerbate his badness, right? Because the house fee- the house can become better. We learned from the pastor who lives across the street that the house can kind of become better or worse based upon who's living there. Yeah. So the house kind of feeds off it, but then does he feed off the house? Is it like a vicious cycle where if you have tendencies to be a bad person, even if you're trying to be... And this is where my love of CM Punk as a person... I had a very hard time finding his character unlikable just because... Because <laughs> you like him Because so I like him so much and I think a character coming into it who is trying to do better. You're starting out with a character who is trying to do better better even though he effed up in the past he's trying to do better and in my mind i'm like oh well the house kind of understands that he's kind of a bad guy so we're going to manifest these things that we know are going to kind of entrap him and and bring out that badness again now would that have happened if this house wasn't literally like putting sexy ghosts in front of him to bang i i don't know and i don't read him as somebody who's actually trying to do better the wife asks after everything's all over, sort of, mm-hmm. she has the the preacher later across. She's like, "So it's a test." Mm-hmm. And, and the she's like, says, "Yeah, yeah." So yeah, that guess. answers your question right yes. there. But this is the thing: I don't understand what the test is, and I don't know what it's for. I don't know what the house wants. It's very strange. Um, and who's hunting? What? What do they want? Like, yeah, just like even the murders that happened in the past. I'm going, but why are you haunting other people and not the yeah. person who killed none of it right. it doesn't track for me any of it and those but, were uh, actual wait, wait. what i want to say was <laughs> there was the point where he went to the bowling alley yes uh i kind of think i know where you're going with it but go, go, go. and the bartender was like so are you gay and he's like well, excuse me he's very offended he's like, and he says the bartender's like no the, the straight people 
straight men don't do well in that, in house. that house. I said, there is not a gay man on the planet that has lived in that house. Have you seen the interior of that house? There's not a gay man on the planet that would have put up with any of that shit. And how dare you? Who would paint a room pink? Fuck you. What? <laughs> what are you implying? It's oh. a totally valid color, especially in an old lady house, which clearly it was. It's clearly yeah. an old lady house. Oh my gosh! I, I said I, it was drippy. It was too drippy for an old lady house. It was very, I don't know why. What are you telling me? <laughs> the house. The movie could have should have been called <laughs> the house that jizzed. The house that jizzed. <laughs> the house that pooped marbles. It did poop marbles. It did poop marbles. <laughs> Which apparently were delicious because everybody ate them. Everybody ate happening? them. But hey, don't hey, hey, only CM Punk and, and the, dog. the dog ate them. The but dog don't ate give them. me that look. You're the one that has to <laughs> shit, shit it out later. later. <laughs> I, I do I do want to say that the mur- I think that there was kind of a weird mix too of trying to make a movie but also wrap in history because those murders actually really happened in that house that the house used to be a, a brothel and those those murders actually happened so I think it's kind of a it, it was kind of a weird mix of trying to have the history of the house Bring be told the but at the same the time in. still make. This R- write a story around. Yeah, I'm not a fan of too much backstory, but this needed a little more backstory. It did. Yeah, I it think needed, it, did it, too. Needed, it needed at least one scene where Sam Punk went to the library and looked shit up on microfiche, because, like <laughs> yes! in every other horror movie. <laughs> yes, and I think the biggest. I can't believe miss... they haven't digitized these records yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. the biggest miss was because one character I really liked was the pastor character. Mm. And I really thought the woman who didn't have a name until the movie was almost over. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. I really. <laughs> Ellie. Pastor Ellie. Pastor Ellie. I really think that. Pastor there... Ellie wasn't that a, wasn't that an artist an Italian artist? <laughs> isn't that a, isn't that an Italian pastry? Is what I was going to say. An Italian dessert. <laughs> oh, I thought it was something that Kraft was marketing. <laughs> <laughs> but... Hey, Pastor Ellie. Uh. <laughs> I thought that there, what I thought was going to happen didn't happen. I thought there was going to be much more of like a good versus evil play with like the church right across the street the pastor not wanting to come in like i thought you were going to find out that this pastor wasn't real either and the pastor is like you know the good you know what i mean like oh they're really pastors bearing booze (laughs) yes like i thought that you were gonna because the pastor would not come in the house yeah when they say do you want to come in she's like no let's sit let's sit outside i thought you were gonna like have a good versus evil like you were gonna find out the pastor wasn't real either and the Mm. pastor was a manifestation of like the good people who have lived in that house who no longer live there and i'm not going in i don't know i thought i felt that there could have been more of a play with with that a little bit like good versus evil Mm. um there's a lot of and like what you were saying too uh and it's a valid point i didn't get the fact that CM Punk's character is supposed to be bad until it's revealed much later. Like, there's an info dump that happens really late in the movie that I think is supposed to be shocking, but all it did was irritate me. I'm like, he didn't give me any hints of that. Oh, they did when he had the, the one other uh, at guy the beginning. came out. I know, the but you need that throughout the movie. You need little shades of that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying more about it. there's no shading or incrementation, things are just very flat. You have a couple of scenes where, like, he's jogging and he's looking back at the other woman jogger that passes him. But you That's don't... human. That's yeah, human. Yeah, I, I, I didn't He's alone. Read him. I get that. Yeah, I didn't read... Like I said, it was very hard for me yeah. to read his character as a bad guy until he starts, like, trying to kill people. But yeah. I didn't... I didn't read him as which a bad again guy. comes out of nowhere. Which again comes out of nowhere because right. there's no escalation. Every, anything, everything happens but, immediately. There's no build. But to I anything. did feel. <clears throat> I did feel that that scene was. 
the scene that he acted the best. Because a lot of times I could feel him acting. And, and there's that's not a knock against him. No, there's it's not. A cu- there's a cu- it's his first big movie. He is carrying this movie on his shoulders, which, you know, is nothing his, against him. His broad... His very broad tattooed shoulders. <laughs> yeah. But I think that there's a Frequently couple... Frequently exposed shoulders. Yes, yes. go on. Yes, hello. Yes. Of, Nobody likes Pepsi. There's a couple of scenes where... I, f- I could feel him try to act. I, I and think I think the that bowling this is alley scene. The bowling alley scene, the scene where he's in the shower and it oh, smooches yeah. on his shower face. Where he finds his dead <clears throat> friend. God where, damn it! Yeah, yeah where he yeah. finds his dead friend. I think there's a couple of moments. But in this scene, I felt like, yes, he got... It gave him enough to chew on and enough story and enough, again, escalation that probably could have been coming throughout the whole movie that it gave him enough to go with that you lost yourself a little bit in it. He lost yeah. himself a little bit in it. And I felt that scene was actually really good, even though it... One of the better scenes. One of the better yeah. scenes, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah uh, like I said, it's not a knock on him. It's just the fact that as no. an actor, he was by himself. So, yeah. you know, even though he's having scenes with his wife that he's talking with over her the phone. on over the phone, she's not there. Mm-mm. She wasn't on set that day. Nope. She's nope. got somebody, like, yelling lines at him. And this, mm-hmm. and you can, you can see on a lot of it, there's that disconnect. Mm-hmm. That I'm acting for a camera and there's nobody around helping me. Yeah, and that's not his fault. He's it's a not. he's a veteran. He's a, he's a, he's a still pretty much a novice actor in a huge role by himself. You can see the fact that he's acting to nothing. Yeah, yeah. And but here's the thing: you were going to say that that was his best acting scene. I'm going to give him a credit that sounds shady, but it is not. I first sat up and really took notice of him was in his first scene with another person, for the most part, with the uh, pastor lady mm-hmm. on the porch. He said, he is a really good listener for an yes. actor. That is something that people don't understand if you're not in the business. Like, he is really taking in everything that she says, mm-hmm. which a lot of actors don't do. It's like, blah, 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 my line. Yes. <laughs> blah, 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 my line. Agreed. And I wasn't getting it. He was really taking her in. I said, so I'm giving him credit. That is, that's something you can't teach. Right. I do think a lot of that comes from his wrestling background where in, you know, in wrestling. Oh, you know what? You're right. You have, yeah. Especially, yeah you're, if you don't, if you're not paying attention to your seat, to, to your To your opponent, partner, your someone partner, gets hurt. Someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. Exactly. And, a, and the way that Punk liked to wrestle, he didn't like to plan everything out. A lot of it was called to them in the ring. So you're mm. actively listening to your partner and you're listening to the audience to see what they like and don't like to change it up a little bit. What plays, mm-hmm. what doesn't. You're doing it in the moment. So I do think a lot of, to your point, he was a very That's good improv. Listener. You have to be listening at all times. He time. has you're, to be listening all at all times. Yep. And yeah. I think that that goes back to that. And I do think he has the, the capability to be like a super good actor. And I do know he's working. Um, I have heard rumor that he is working with Travis, the the writer, director, producer of this movie on another film. Mm-hmm. And I'm really interested to see what they do because Travis is going to have a little more under his belt f- from a director standpoint. Punk's going to have a little more under his belt from an acting standpoint. This will be a third movie. It'll be his time. third. Yeah. It'll be his third actual like movie where yeah. he's not just playing himself in a voice role. Yeah. Right? He'll be working with Barbara Crampton, who's a goddess. Barbara Crampton. So he's going to learn a lot from her. And I'm really excited to see to see where it goes. I think he can have a really good career in this, and I think Travis, I think Travis can have a really good career in because he's produced a sh- ton of stuff. Like just look at his stuff; he's produced a lot. Uh, Patrick's Uh-oh. not agreeing with the. You're Travis not a fan of, of Uderowski's Dune. <laughs> I didn't see Dune, but I'm just I'm going by this movie. This movie was actually making me really irritated. How shoddy the direction, and that might be the director of photography as well. Mm. I don't know. Like, take any conversation scene 
because mm-hmm. they're so rare. Yeah. I'm paying all my attention to them. It just always keeps flipping back and forth. Line, flip to the other person. Line, flip back to the other person. Sure. Line, flip back to the other person. Line, flip back to the other person. Line. It's this tennis mm-hmm. match yeah. of direction, which is boring. And if you mm-hmm. watch the movie, there's not a lot of zooms. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of push-ins. The camera is almost always static, 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 static. And it's just dull. True. It's a flat, flat movie. Mm-hmm. Which is with a movie like this, if you have one person just existing in this world, like with no other people, you need the camera to have some life to it because that's yeah. what was killing me. I'm going, I don't know, is this supposed to be suspenseful? Right. Or not? No, I can agree with that. The only thing that's that. happening is things are dripping on him and he's not reacting to them because they almost seem to be edited in later. Yeah. Well, and I think that I think the scene that you see that the most, and this is totally going out of format for how we normally do these shows, <laughs> but I think the scene that shows it the most um, in regards to the camera being a little lifeless is mm-hmm. the scene where Miles uh, dies in the basement, where that scene should Milo. have been. Yeah. Sorry, Milo. Milo. Yeah. Sorry, Milo. Milo dies in the basement. That scene should have been suspenseful as heck, but it almost felt slow. He's dragging himself to the stairs. He's and they telegraph. They telegraph the shot. Yeah, and because she came in with her arm behind her back. Mm-hmm. And okay, we need uh, we need to go back a little bit just because we haven't talked about right. Liz at all. But since you brought up Milo, I want to say you can't get away with this kind of character anymore. How so? <sighs> because this it's. 2020 now you have you wrote in a black character who has absolutely no wants no needs no desires only exists to help the white people true he's got there's no other he has no other function in the movie very true and it's it's it's, you can't it's it's embarrassing and right again we have the black guy dying first oh that's true too he even beat the dog yeah well, I mean, they did break the cardinal sin. You don't, you don't kill the dog. No, sorry, that's the rule of horror movies. Unfortunately, you never you kill the dog. I always say, don't, don't. I say, if you're gonna have a dog in a horror movie, put it in there, get it over with quick. Yeah. Because I know you're gonna kill it because that's the easiest way to get audiences. Yeah. Don't kill the an dog. emotion, a, a, a base reaction out of your audience is to kill the innocent animal. Mm-hmm. They let us sit with Cooper. Yeah. For a really long time, and Cooper was not treated well for the movie, and he did not deserve the ending. That he mm-hmm. got to be stuffed in a fucking dryer like that. And, and again, Sam Punk's character, not, I didn't say Sam Punk, Sam Punk's character mm-hmm. has very little reaction to that. Yes. I mean, very little. If your, dog, really care. if your dog was chopped up and put in a dryer, wouldn't you be like vomiting on the floor instantly? Like, well, he or did something? vomit, but then the next scene, he's very calm and. Con- There's yeah. no mourning of the dog. It's yeah. just another day. No yeah. escalation. It's just, no, well, another thing. Don't kill mm. my dog. Mm-hmm. It was it was almost the audience like when he was he, and here's the thing where I sound like a terrible effing person and you can call me out on it. But shortly after that, uh, you don't have to say anything. You are a horrible. Person. I am a horrible person. <laughs> but the scene. And shortly, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> after Cooper is killed and put in the dryer, um, shortly after that is the scene where he goes to kill the ghost girl, Sarah. Yeah. Sarah. And in my mind, I kind of went. You don't kill Cooper. Like, I just, I, I, I almost, Some line would have been nice. Yeah, because I, in some, my, in my mind, I was, like, rationalizing what he was doing because she killed the dog, which is terrible of me. Like, I get it, you know, but I, I Cooper, justice for Cooper. Justice yeah, for Cooper. He didn't get justice, and that, I didn't like that. But here's another thing. Here's, here's a way, here's something to point out how weak this movie is for me. This movie has a big similarity to... 
Why did I just blank on the name of the movie? Because it is also a weak movie. It's the first time <laughs> you were on the reality show Ghost Movie. Oh, the scorned. Uh, the scorned. Yeah, I always wanted I, to say the splurge. Jesus, <laughs> scorned. Oh my goodness. Which would have been like a much more appropriate title, the splurge. <laughs> the splurge is the porn version of the yeah. purge. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a big similarity to the uh the scorn and this is weak writing anytime anybody kills anybody it's always with the same sledgehammer mm-hmm. yeah that sledgehammer keeps coming back I'm like, is there nothing else in this house does the sledgehammer mean something more is that how mm. these girls were killed back in the day because right. they didn't tell me why this is sledgehammer is so important yeah. yeah yeah it's just bad writing they didn't or bad editing they just i didn't get it or bad prop work. I don't know. We don't know. Maybe that's all they had money for. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, excuse me. He had a toolbox full of stuff. He could have hit her with anything. It kept doing the same thing. And then he sprinkled Parmesan cheese and the water in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, okay, I'm going to say, again, thinking that that was one of Punk's strongest scenes acting-wise. When So he, he very haphazard. So he kills her, wraps her in a, in a, a cloth. Put, and okay. goes to Listeners, put her in the basement. He killed a ghost. He killed a ghost. <laughs> he killed a ghost. He killed a ghost. He doesn't okay. know it's a ghost, even though he should. Puts her, <laughs> puts her in a, in a, wraps her in a cloth and goes to put her in the basement so he can drywall her into it forever and eternity. He's there. He has a thing of lie. And he very, like, angrily, haphazardly is just, like, throwing it on her. And then when he goes to put whatever else the other thing is, that he has a bag of other white powder, he's throwing it at her so angrily, like... Again, going back to the male thing of like, this is your fault. Yeah, you he made was blaming me do this. Her, yeah. And without a word, without a word, just body from from punk, he is throwing this on her so angrily. Again, you made me do this. This is your fault. You made me Allison, do this. Allison, he was throwing lie on her. No, he with, wasn't touching the lie. He with his bare hands. No, the <laughs> lie was in the, the Parmesan cheese container. He the put other the lie thing, in the coconut and shook it all up. <laughs> the, uh, there was a completely That's separate bag. <laughs> there was a completely separate bag of whatever. Of other powder. Of other white powder. That's what I said. It's all Parmesan cheese. It's just Parmesan it's cheese. It's all Parmesan cheese. But I did feel that was a good acting moment for him. And I felt it was that a good acting strong. moment, in a dumb, but in a dumb scene. It just, I, I, I couldn't wrap my head around Like, we all know that it's a ghost. It's put, well, he also banged it, so I don't know. Yeah, I, it, yeah. He also physically hey, banged hey, it. Hey, Ray from Ghostbusters got a blowjob from a yeah, ghost. Yeah, if okay? Ray from Ghostbusters can get a BJ, why <laughs> can't he? Was that a ghost he... or was that a demon? Who knows? That's a whole different thing. But, but they, they need to stick to the rules. Like, sometimes they're corporeal, sometimes they're not corporeal. Yeah. We can change clothes whenever we want. We can use text messages. It, it was very <laughs> sloppy. Yeah. What was I about to say? Something very important. I can't think Something very it. intelligent about the movie, I'm sure. Oh, I just want to talk. Liz was yes. the ghost ca- The main ghost character. Uh, no, Sarah. Sarah was the main Sarah ghost. Was Sarah. Liz was the wife. I'm going to put this on the director as well. Just because... <laughs> one note. I think this was also her first big thing, too. Right. Again. Uh, but still, I'll put that on the director because he needs to push her yeah. further. She reminded me, remember when you had a podcast, the two of you? Wait, what? Both of us had a podcast at the same time? Lies. I think it was called I'm Not Here to Make Lies. Sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our sandwich podcast. <laughs> when we we refuse to make sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Reality show sandwich podcast. <laughs> 
We're using pancakes for bread. <laughs> it's not really a sandwich. I'm not here to make sandwiches. <laughs> it's a op- is it an op- it's open face? Not really a sandwich. <laughs> teach you how to make a horseshoe. <laughs> Guess it's not a sandwich. Remember back then, there was that reality show on VH1 called, oh, what was the name of it? I think it was called Scream Queens. What a stupid name for a show. <laughs> yes, yes. About the girls who wanted to be in horror movies. Correct, yes. There was an episode where the, the, the challenge was seduce me. Do you remember oh, this? Oh yes, mm-hmm. yes I do. And they and they, they had all these props and they said, okay, just like take your thirty seconds and seduce me. And they're all like, uh, like doing all gross stuff with the fruit. Mm-hmm. And he shut them all down. He's like, no, none of this is sexy. <laughs> no, he's talking about you know how the innocence works and this yeah. this thing, like the hair behind yeah. the ear kind of thing. Yeah, like, this is sexy. She was playing the fruit. She was playing blowing fruit. She was playing the fruit. <laughs> the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. And evil. Like there was no sub, there was no layers to her and I'm going to blame the director on that. He needed to push her further. Yeah. I mean granted you can say well that she's a sex worker and she's playing into that. I said but then again, uh this is a great movie with ooh. What's her name? Oh golly. She was in the Mamma Mia movie. She was in uh she's the dead girl from um um Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried, the dead girl from Veronica Mars. Amanda Seyfried. She did a movie with uh Julianne Moore. And she's playing a sex worker. And she has this wonderful monologue about, like, I have to be a reflection of you. Like, I, I have to read my clients immediately. And I have to, like, see what they want and immediately become them. Mm-hmm. And that, so this whole, that her character just morphs yeah. throughout the movie. Whoever she's with, she's completely morphing into whatever they want her to be. Yeah. That's the sex worker. This yes. was not a sex worker. Mm-mm. This was... Yeah, no, I agree. I think another, and this is a small thing, if you go and you listen to us on um, another podcast. Uh, you do other podcasts? <laughs> Are you cheating She does, me? I don't. It, I've never done another back podcast in, Back in, in the life. day, we did, we used to do a podcast uh, with Gray Drake called, oh, called Popcorn Mafia. Popcorn Mafia back in the day. Back in the day. We would be guests on that as well. We would step out on Patrick and we would, we would Don Coke it and we would go on different podcasts. Um, and we watched... Uh, the Social Network, and one of my things about the Social Network oh, that I did we like, did not watch the Social Network. Allison wanted to talk about the Social Network, so we did. <laughs> and I thought there wasn't enough coding. <laughs> I thought there wasn't enough actual coding in that movie. <laughs> actual website coding. And and I and and they made fun of me for it. But here's one thing in this movie that I think goes along those veins: when Sarah is first in the house, and CM Punk's character is trying to big dick it. Right. When I say big dicking it, where he's like, hey, you know, I got this house and you know, he's trying to play the man. He, he, he feels small. He's trying to be the man, which, to be honest, I feel sympathetic a little bit for for a person who feels small. But also you're a bad person. So you cheat. I'm not saying that that's right, but never let her out of your sight, Brian. I feel small, Brian. Brian, I feel small. But it, it was okay. It's okay, Brian. I didn't I didn't I totally fucked everybody, but it's because I felt small. I felt small. Um. But I, I, I sympathize with those emotions, though. I empathize with those emotions of, of being something big and getting that taken away. You can, yeah. em- I think everybody can empathize with that. But there's a scene where he's walking her through the house and they're smoking a little pot, which, spoiler alert, CM Punk is straight edge and has yeah. never really he smoked doesn't pot and doesn't over. drink yeah. beer. He actually on set says that he had to be like, how do I hold this bottle? That it doesn't look awkward, like I don't know what I'm doing? Because he didn't know what hey, he was and doing. And you know what? I actually made that note. 
I actually, I swear to God, I made that note. I said, he knows how to drink on camera. A lot of people, it's very hard to drink on camera. He people, had to like, learn because he doesn't in real life. So he had to actually no, but I just ask. Mean, in general, like people, you put a water cup in people's hands and people don't know how to drink. And I'm not talking yeah. about the president right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought one of the, so he's showing her around the house and they show, he, he shows her an old dumbwaiter where it goes from the bottom to the top. And she goes, oh, please tell me you're going to keep that. And he, he has the line of, it's the only reason I bought the house was for mm-hmm. this dumbwaiter. And the dumbwaiter never comes back into play in the movie. Nope. There needed to be a body part. Why is Milo's head, uh, M- Milo's head should not have been in the wall. It should have been in the dumbwaiter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the thing I have with the movie. Were you not aware that you bought a house that had a third floor? Right. They seem really surprised when a third floor suddenly appears. Shut but up, when you Liz. see the outside... When Liz, you see the outside up. of the you house, you were here clear, too. You did the walk through too, Liz. Shut up. That was <laughs> yeah. how we we put that away. He kept you were, you did the walk through with me, yeah. Liz. Bunny, bunny, bunny and tiger, <sighs> bunny and tiger. But you you did it too. This wasn't this wasn't here, or was it? Did you not get blueprints? Did you not get blueprints? Clearly, I mean, it's there I because when you're outside the house, clearly there's a third floor. One Should window, two window, three windows, three yes. floors. Should we have gotten blueprints Prince for our house? Uh, I've t- <laughs> Is that a thing? If you're doing construction on a house, well, you should probably yeah. get blueprints. No, where, again, just like social network, not enough coding. Where were his permits? Yeah. Where are your permits to be tearing this stuff out? Show me the permit. Well, if he's process. not putting on an addition, I think. Uh, Is he all right? Yeah. Is it all right? But no, I felt uh, I, I felt that there was a lot to this movie, and I did like some of the things they were doing. Like I said, they kind of flipped. The female ingenue, like the sexy, was kind of on him. He was walking around in his underpants. He was mm-hmm. the eye candy of the movie, which mm-hmm. I appreciated. Um, yeah, but then again, that. then again, this is uh, this is another. I agree with you. Yes, but this was also directed by a straight dude. True. Because if this was a woman in that position, that camera would have been ogling every part of her anytime she was any kind of scantily clad, which this movie was not yeah. doing with him. Mm-hmm. It was just, okay, now I'm walking around in my underwear instead of like lingering. I could have done a little more shower time. I mean, <laughs> you know. Okay, you're in a really old house. You know what you don't do when you're in a really old house? You don't get in the shower and then turn on the water and when you're in the shower? The yeah, yeah. No, you let it run for 45 minutes before you get yeah. in. <laughs> I, also, nope. I liked too that the way he tried to solve it was to tap the handle. <laughs> nothing's coming out let me tap the handle that's how water works and right I, I don't know how many old showers you've been in but i think i would probably wipe the dust off of the well okay the knob. let's yeah there was especially dust on if the it knob. was that caked up and thick <laughs> brian likes his knobs dusted he does uh, you know it <laughs> i do i do i do hey hey what happens in vegas stays in vegas brian <laughs> stop talking about vegas <laughs> I, I think another kind of downside to this movie was the fact that Liz was away. And yeah. if you noticed, another thing that stuck with me is he never said I love you to her. Like no, she would be barely like, barely even said goodbye to her. Yeah, he phone. would barely even say goodbye. He would just hang up the phone. That's a movie thing that I hate. I hate movies do that all the time. Goodbye. I hate when people just hang love up you. in movies. <laughs> but, but she, she would, would say, say goodbye. I love you. She would, she would say, say I love, I love you. you. Bye. And he would just hang up. Hang up. Yeah, but I do I, like that. That didn't strike me because that's just a movie thing that always yeah. bothers me when it happens, and it happens all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. If 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 Brian was fixing a house and I called and he didn't say I love you back, I'd be like divorce, <laughs> divorce. And okay, so can we talk about okay? 
are we going to jump right to the end of the movie? Because the end We're of the movie We're just jumping around because like, this is really hard to me. talk about. Like Normally we have our, 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 our run through of the plot, yeah. but there's so much of it where just, it's just static. Yeah. Him yeah, we, by himself doing stuff and discovering things that there's not a lot of plot mm-hmm. for a lot of it. And then mm-hmm. it all happens at once. Yeah. And there's marbles and there's poop and there's poop marbles and there's marble poop. and it is, Can we, why did. And then he drops out of the movie, which is a really weird choice. Yeah. The, the last act, he's really not in it until the very end with Liz's test. Yeah. Right? It was because they both get tested. Okay. We got to come back to that. We'll come back to that at the end because yeah. that's a whole other separate issue. But yeah. Yeah. At a certain point, he, he, gets, he gets marbled. He I, gets I, marbled. Why? Okay. We have, we have some theories. So the marbles, which actually from a uh, effect standpoint, were actually really cool because they actually controlled them with like kind of like the way the BB-8s on the little remote-controlled BB-8 toys that you can buy. So they had remote-controlled balls. Is what they had remote-controlled marbles. And I thought, that, I thought the marbles balls. were super cool. The guy, the guy in the bowling alley said, hey, be careful of that. That it thing eats balls. eats balls. <laughs> I said, everybody in this movie eats balls. <laughs> So the dog. It was a weird was line to happen. And I said, I guess it's not because it's a running theme, but I don't it know is. what you're trying to say about eating balls. So he, so the dog eats the marble first, and Punk the house makes, makes you gay by making it eat its balls. <laughs> eat its balls. So the dog eats the marble first, and Punk says, "Don't complain to me when you have to shit that out," or something to that effect. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. You're the one that has to shit that out. So later on in the movie, the marbles keep coming, and for some reason, Punk picks it up. And then eats it. And Brian and I have different theories about why he ate this marble. Because what human being eats a marble they find on a floor in an old house? That is moving on its own accord, by the way. Nothing to be freaked out about. Um, But he eats the marble. And Brian and I both made the joke of, don't look at me, you're the one that has to shit that out later. But Brian came out with a really good theory. Don't look at me, you're the one who likes this movie. (laughs) I do. No, I actually do like this movie. I do. And Brian had this really great theory. Really? I hadn't gotten that. (laughs) (laughs) Brian has this theory. And and the reason I like it isn't so much on the surface. It's the conversations that Brian and I have about it that I think make me love it even more. (laughs) Which make up 20 hours of each day. (laughs) Brian, wake up. (laughs) I'm still talking about it. That would be it, too. I'm still talking about it. As if there was a point where she was talking about it by herself, but then needed my input. So, Brian, wake up. I'm still talking. But Brian Brian had this theory about why he ate the marble, which I thought was actually Which I forgot until you told me, and I'm forgetting once again. Because he eats eats the marble, and the look on his face is almost like, why did I do that? He's even confused. He's even confused as to why he did that. And I think that that goes back to... Why did he bang that girl? I didn't even really want to do it's that. Like, and he even oh, has a line of, I didn't even really want this when he mm, says to Milo. It fell in I didn't my lap. Liar. It fell liar. in my lap. That's like a lie. Delicious scumball. They were both out cruising for girls at the, at the bowling alley. They both were. Oh, you never played like wingman for someone? Come on. Uh, I'm gay. We don't do wingman. <laughs> Okay. It's every man for himself. I've, I've, <laughs> I've played wing woman for several people. I've played wingman for my single friends. Yeah, you get you try to. It's awkward and weird because there's yeah, a reason why think, my single friends are single. I don't think he was single. playing wingman. I, I didn't get that I'm at all. Very like, good I, at this it. This guy's a creep. He would totally be hitting someone because that's what I got from that. But the thing is, with the eating the marble part, that didn't bother me at all. It's just that there was no build up 
do it. To it. If there was something about, if we had some hints that the house was making him do things he didn't yes. always understand. But it just happened and then it just never came back to it and then he didn't think it was weird. Right. Like there's no escalation in his acting either. And I'm going to say that's not his mm-hmm. fault. Like there's no carryover from scene to scene. It's like this is happening. Like when the woman, when his wife takes over the story at the three quarter mark, mm-hmm. she immediately is going into that escalation mode. She's like, okay, that's, that's happening. That just happened. I, okay, that's also happening. It's not just me. I'm not, there's none yeah. of that yeah. with his character. So he's not ever shocked by anything for right. more than the scene that he's in. Yeah. And then the next scene that happens, it's forgotten, which is the problem with the movie. Yeah. And I didn't mind that either because there's something about, you know, the house is consuming you and now it's. It's not just external. You just it's consumed in you. it. It's in you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's You're in you consuming now. the yes. house too. And I think it. I, I, I would have liked for the marbles to play more of like a, a device. It's in you. It's in you. I would have liked the marbles to play more hey, of a Allison, device. It's in you now. It's in me now. <laughs> Happy birthday. And I love it. And I love this movie. But I wish the marbles would have played a little bit more of like a device. Because the marbles would show up seemingly okay, the randomly. Time out, time out. For people who don't know what we're talking about, there's a second ghost in this movie. Like, the whole other, there's, the, there's this main sexy ghost that's sexy walking ghost around. Sexy ghost is not the girl on the third floor, by the way. Or is she? There's two girls on the third floor. Whatever. No, no, but no. Then, she's I, always on the second floor. The girl on the third floor is the, the titular girl and barely in the movie. Is a little girl. Yes, and she's a little but girl. But she's not a little girl. Played by an adult, but is supposed to be a little girl. Well, I didn't think that she was a little girl. I thought she was special. Oh, maybe that too. I think that that girl was special, which is why she was kept separate. Maybe. She was a little girl. I think she but was so she special. She had marbles and stuff. Yes. She was the, the, okay, so the backstory of the house is that it used to be a brothel. Mm-hmm. And the little bit that we get is that, you know, that this one was kept separate. Like, she was kept away from everything. Except uh, Liz has a whole speech. Sarah. Sarah? Liz. Mm-hmm. Sarah. 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 Sarah has a whole speech, but, you know, like, well, they, we couldn't always watch the innocent ones. And mm-hmm. someone was was going in and take advantage, taking advantage of her in her mm-hmm. room. And she's event. This girl, the this special girl, is eventually killed. Mm-hmm. Like we see some creepy guy going in and giving her marbles. Yeah, which is how she amuses herself in her little mm-hmm. cubby hole. So I'm saying, okay, I get that, but we spend no time with this other ghost at all. It's the titular character, and when she shows up, her makeup, in the words of Detox. On, I'm sorry, no, it's Alaska. It's Alaska. In the words of Alaska on RuPaul's Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race, your makeup is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the special effects makeup on this girl's face is terrible, and it's always brightly lit, mm-hmm. like daylight. And I don't get the backstory. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I would look at her face and going, I don't know what I'm looking at. Why is there it's a mouth this- on your head? Why are there teeth? Like- well, I started to figure, like, that's not a, that's not a deformation. That's a wound. Yeah. That's what killed her. But why are there teeth? Why well, it looks like teeth. It looked it's like teeth. Badly done. It looked like teeth. Now but that I mean, I, mean, I don't know anything bad. about the feminine anatomy. Do, do girls have teeth on the top of their head? I don't know, they might. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I've I've never like shaved my head to find out. Um but Allison eating sandwiches at the back of her head. But you find out that the marbles were given to this girl almost as like a little like gift, a ploy, the candy in the van, so to speak, you know, candy of the van, so to speak. But why would, but the marbles could have played a device 
You know, because they're all over the house. They're coming out of orifices in the sockets. They're rolling around. They make the, you know, they attract the dog to go to certain places. But what, Punk eats a marble. But then there's a, there's a, where he's apologizing, fake apologizing to her to go kill her. A marble goes and hits his foot. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, what does this marble symbolize? What do the marbles actually symbolize? I don't know, because that ghost doesn't seem to be mad. True. The ghost just wants to play. The other ghost is mad. The other ghost is mad. For that ghost. So I don't know. Does she want to play? Is that what it means? I just want to play? Here's a marble. Play with me? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Like I said, we needed more backstory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. And like I said, I wanted there to be more of the pull between good and evil with the church across the street. And, but I do. I, <laughs> that minister was like, whatever, you're on your own. Good luck. Bye. The, the minister's like, <laughs> I'm going to drink my box of wine over here. We're good. She's like, I know something you don't know. I'm not going to help you. <laughs> I know something you don't know, but like, I can't I help you. I helped everybody that moves in that fucking house. I'm, I'm done. They all done. fail the test. Done. They all fail the test. Um, because it is a test. The the ghost is a test for him. When Liz takes over the movie, once Punk is out of the last, you know, third of the movie, quarter of the movie. Because he gets balls up all up in him. Yeah. He doesn't he, eat the balls. The balls eat him. The the special effects on that looked pretty good, though. I did like that, where he has the, the exact knife. It's the only knife. gory part in the movie for a movie that's billed as being super gory. gory. And it's, yeah. Yeah. When he's trying to, he's trying to cut his balls. <laughs> he's trying to cut out the balls. Cut out the balls. But I thought the that marbles, that was the a marbles good. Like start, they burrow under his skin and they start traveling all through his body and he's trying to cut them out. Yeah. And then it's not clear. I'm like, is he dead? Is he not dead? Right. I don't know. Right. I still don't know. Oh, no. He's well, dead. Because he is I would now, assume he's dead. But the thing is. But he's back at the end. I don't. Is he a ghost? Like, he's, he's dead in the house. Just like the little marble girl was dead in the house. Ghost. Is he a ghost? And then they get rid of the little marble girl's corpse. And so she's not haunting the house anymore. He but is. He is? But, but, he still what happened marbles. to Sarah? What happened to Sarah? And Is Q- she still, are they ghost fucking But the thing is, the backstory said that the girl, little girl's body, or the special girl's body, was found by the train tracks. It was Sarah's body that was in the walls. So oh, Sarah's been put to rest. Oppos- no, I think it was opposite. I think no, they it's never not. Found I just watched it. I just watched <laughs> it. She <laughs> says they found her body. It's like, but they never found me. I was found in the walls. I was buried in the walls. So that's her body at the end. There. See, I was well, it's such in. a little bitty body. I it's thought such it was a baby. A baby. baby. <laughs> I thought it was a little girl. <laughs> I assumed it was the little you girl. Rot, you rot for, uh, for for either 40 or 100 years, depending on <laughs> <laughs> sure, how small you are. Sure, body shrivel. But yeah, I, I didn't understand any of it. It was very but confusing. So but the thing, but so the thing, he's a ghost. But then when everything goes down and like the day is won or whatever, or, or, or yeah. the, his, his wife wins, and then we cut to like she's living in the house with the new baby that she's had him going. So wait, what Weird. happened? Was there no investigation? Yeah, no. Like what? You're just living. They here Carol now? Baskin did. The husband's gone. You don't know what happened. That last scene seems really tagged on. It, yeah, and I don't understand. Is he a good ghost? Is he a bad ghost? He's dropping choking hazards onto his infant baby. I'm gonna say he's a bad ghost. I don't. I don't think that baby's his. That baby looks. That baby had <laughs> red hair, and neither of its parents did. <laughs> as as a as a Chicagoan, as a predominantly Polish descent. That's that's the map of Poland on that baby's face. That looked like a baby Allison. And I appreciate that because I looked like that growing up. <laughs> like, 
like. I'm gonna drop marbles on you too. Eat a marble, baby. Eat, Eat a marble. <laughs> That's my girl. Is he a bad ghost? Is he a good ghost? Why is he still here? I don't get it. Does he yeah. just now what? But why is Liz still in the house? Is why would you stay? At, why why would you stay in the house? But I, I I guess I don't. If so, let's go to where Liz takes over. So Punk is gone. Don is gone. So the the once Punk his character is dead slash not dead, and Liz takes over as our main protagonist. Yeah. She comes to the house and she can't find Don and she goes to the church and she's like, I'm a little worried. And that poor thing is putting out food for the dog that's dead because he didn't even bother to tell his wife. Well, bastard. And so she's there and she goes across the way to the church and she's like, I'm married. I'm worried. My husband is an F up. I'm going to tell you a little bit of backstory so that you understand he's a really bad man and he's he's cheated on me while we were trying to get pregnant and he's he's a bad man and i'm kind of over him and she's like okay but you got to get away from that house if you want any chance you have to get away from this house and so she goes back across the street to the house and all of a sudden there's like an old-timey party going on with like to your point like men with handlebar mustaches wouldn't your first reaction be why the hell are you in my house and what are you doing here as opposed to like Huh. Let me follow these men around. She did say, who are you? But not in a way that would make you think that she really gave a shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, t- I actually didn't mind that because in my like, she played it like, what the fuck are you doing now, Don? <laughs> I can't find you all day and you're having a party? You're having an old-timey handlebar mustache party without me? What you the hell You and your Monopoly you men friends. Like... If I find a barbershop quartet in here, <laughs> you are in so much trouble, young man. <laughs> You. This is our thing. You don't do this without me. Light a rose, my home again, rose. <laughs> <laughs> not in my lawn. <laughs> so, were those he's also on, ghosts? On, if you're outside riding one of those weird bicycles with the one big wheel and the one little wheel, <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> so, these men are also ghosts? <laughs> Question mark? They're also ghosts? Yes, ghost perverts. Ghost perverts? <laughs> who are attending the brothel? And then you have so, and they're all gonna watch this sex show with Sarah. Yes. And this guy in like a plague a crow mask. mask like I, I whatever I remember mask. it, I, I think it's a plague mask. And then we watch it, it's like, oh no, it's a crow mask. It's like a crow. It's a Silent Hill mask. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> it's it's closer to a Silent Hill mask than a, a, and a it plague seems- mask. Just it's it, this movie's pulling a lot from everything. It seems like she's saying things and calling for Don and seemingly no, some people maybe hear her. Some people maybe don't. Cause like if you were an old timey ghost pervert and you were there to watch a sex show and this pregnant woman from the future, a future is, ghost? Yelling, is yelling, you pay, you pay you extra pay for that. You pay <laughs> pregnant from the future. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to pay a threepence for that. <laughs> I was just going to say it's another nickel for that. <laughs> It's another. Toss next to it's another falling for that. <laughs> but they don't. They don't react to her, and she eventually. Except for the one ghost who does the one that's painted gold lame. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Who also is the actress that plays the special girl in the attic? Oh. I know, because they looked enough and like I got that. And the and they had the same bad wig. 
There's yeah. a lot of bad wiggery on that poor ghost. Poor thing. <laughs> Please continue. So then they're eventually all gone. They just kind of disappear. And she goes into the, like, then she gets the backstory about everything. And we see her fall to the ground, but that doesn't really happen. And I thought, oh, no, the baby, she's pregnant. But that doesn't oh, really no, she happen. Oh, no, she trips on what? Marbles. Marbles. But she but she doesn't really fall. She yeah. doesn't really fall to the ground. I don't know what that was. Like, yeah, she, exactly. she, she skids up to the, 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 the railing, but the video shot we get is a point of view shot that goes over the railing and, and down towards the so floor. So I said, oh, shit, does she die? She doesn't die, but she goes into the room that Don is using as his bedroom, and she closes the door and is which like, is also the sex room. Which is also the the sex room, and the it's like whipping room. The whipping room. Whipping room. And she's like holding the door shut, and all of a sudden Don comes out of the closet, and he's crawling. If only, if <laughs> only, if he had come out of the closet, nothing would have happened because his house doesn't bother gay people. You're welcome. <laughs> and he's crawling on the ground with all these. Exacto knife Cut. cuts on him because he's been cutting these marbles out, out of him. Because at the end of the initial marble scene, a whole bunch of more marbles Go rush into towards him. him. Yeah, and he's he's saying, "Liz, Liz, I couldn't get them all. I'm sorry. I couldn't I'm get so them all." So full of balls. Oh God, I have so many balls in me right now. And she, <laughs> she goes to him and is like, "Don, oh my God, what happened?" And he's like, "Bunny, I fucked up again." I felt so small. I just wanted to feel like the man again. I'm so sorry. And she's like, fuck you. And he's like, no, no, you just need to say it's okay. And if you say it's okay, then we're then this is fine. And she's like, it's not okay. And she forgets that there's like a murderous woman ghost on the other side of the door with an exacto knife. But wait, the woman murderer ghost is inside Phil <laughs> is Brooks. It's Phil Brooks. That and was the best that was the best part of the movie. Yes, that, the special effects there were really good, I think. Where he puts the exact... So, I was like, holy shit, he's lost it. He's gonna kill... He's threatening to kill himself if she leaves? Holy shit. And then you find out it was a test the whole time, and Sarah was inside him? Sarah was cosplaying as cut-up CM Punk. So he's totally. dead. So he is dead? Question mark? I'm assuming he's well, dead. Well, I'm assuming he's dead because you saw him with the exacto knife cut his throat. Yeah. The yeah. side of his neck, trying to get yeah. one of the balls out. And the you amount assume. of spray, the amount of blood spray that came out, that would have been fatal. You assume. I, I assumed. But now he's a ghost and now he's a ghost in the vents. And and the follow-up movie is gonna be Wrestler Vent in, ghost. Wrestler Vent in ghost. the Vents. <laughs> the wrestler in the vent. Yeah, I guess the the end I, I was like, wait. So this was a test the whole time, and he failed, and she passed. And I thought that would. I and thought that she would clear. deghostified the place, I except for her own husband. Yeah, she deghostified it, except for the husband. <laughs> but that, but is that really? And here's where I like this movie because Brian and I have this conversation. Is twenty four hours a day? Yes. Is this a <laughs> statement that um, when you're in toxic relationships, even though you leave, it never really leaves you? Question mark? Is that a state? Is that supposed to be a statement of that? Am I grasping at too many straws? That even though, even though as a woman she passed the test, the memory of that is shapes her and is never really going to leave her. Am I going too deep? No, you're fine. Hashtag deep. No, I think that's fine. I think that's a fine read. I mean, considering I felt that whole last scene was just tacked on, and I didn't even get the whole testing thing. I know they said it was a test, 
Yeah. yeah. For him, I didn't even get that it was a test for, for her. her. It just wasn't strong enough. Yeah. I, and because the reveal when she, I mean, it's a fabulous reveal. Yes. When CM Punk takes the straight razor to the, I mean, the the, the exact enough to the top of his head and just yeah. cuts himself so in good. half from the top, and this other ghost crawls out and yelled something angry at her. It just sounded like the scene wasn't over. Like, it wasn't a button to the scene. Yeah. It sounded like, okay, and now it's going to escalate some more, but then it cuts to this other scene where everything's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's many months later. I've had a baby, and my baby's weird looking, and <laughs> I'm going to drop balls on it and leave it alone. I look like that as a baby. <laughs> it's a cute Chicago and Polish baby. That's a little Polish Chicago That's baby. That's a little Polish baby. Very on point for being in Chicago. <laughs> We right. need a baby. They're all going to look like this. Well, what are you going to do? All right. <laughs> but she brought, Sorry, this I, baby is not Chicago enough. Take it away. <laughs> Take it away. This baby Bring doesn't need Chicago. Bring me another Chicago. baby. <laughs> I need an L.A. baby. <laughs> but I will say, I will say that one of the lines, I, I, I knew I realized that it was a test for Liz as well because Sarah Ghost, after she pulls CM Punk's, I guess, body off of her, says, the line she says is, I didn't think you were going to make it at the end there, Liz. You almost wavered. I'm proud of you. Or something to that effect. She says something to the effect of, like, I thought I almost had you at the end there. Because she was supposed to, like, forgive Don. Because she was supposed to forgive Don. And yeah, I that, get that, that now. I didn't get it at the time because mm. it was the delivery. Mm. The delivery wasn't, didn't sound like this is over now. It yeah. sounded like another threat. Yeah, sure. I, I didn't read that. It was, like this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read it that it was over, but I did read that it was a test. But it was over because that, the next thing is everything's over. Well, you have to go fine. bang in the wall and find like a body, though. I mean, you had to still do a lot of work, and then bury it in some kind of unmarked grave with a yeah, pastor, there's, with there's, a pastor ghost. <laughs> I still say that pastor's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That pastor is a good ghost. The father said the holy ghost. Good ghost. I still think it would have been better if the pastor was a ghost too. Yeah, it's just that this movie, it pulled just so many tropes from other movies in a big jumble. That's why I'm less impressed with it because you haven't seen these movies. You didn't mm. see House of the Devil. You didn't see The Pact. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The Pact is all about ghost people in the walls. Mm. And it's a very similar vibe, but done better. And it just kind of, it's a mishmash. And I, I mean, I'd be curious to see what this guy can do with something else? Yeah. I wonder too. Like when it's not just the story, when it's just bad. Yeah. Photography. Yeah. On top of that, click, line, click, line, yeah. click, line, click, line. Lots of scenes that didn't need to be there. We didn't really need that bartender guy if he had pastor lady. It was just. Right. Well, I think too, maybe, and may, I don't know, you know, too much about the second movie that they're doing together, but I think maybe if it's not written, directed, and produced by Travis Stevens, where there's maybe, maybe someone else takes a, takes yeah. a writer's pass at it, yeah. you know, and gets, I mean, any This anytime, time it's about jacks instead of marbles. <laughs> I mean, anytime you have Pick so, up two, yes. <laughs> curse is lifted you've picked up two <laughs> but i think anytime you have writer director producer you're you're running a risk because all your eggs are in that one vision basket i yep. and a- anytime i see that it can I get either worried. go really good or really i get worried yeah there's but, no middle ground when there's someone with that much. But I d- overall, I did like it for the conversations it had. I liked it for the... Um, I did like the press that they did for it. 
Um, I felt that they did a lot of press on a lot of horror places, and I felt that that was really great. I loved listening to all the interviews. Um, evidently, this house is supposed to actually be haunted, if you believe in that or not. And growing up in that area, that was always the creepy house. Like, it always had, like, creepy dogs on the porch that would bark. Um, it was just a creepy old what? house. What? Dogs barking? What? Weird. Uh, yeah, right? Wait, is this on the Big Brother Mike Chicago tour? <laughs> yeah. Just in the shameless house. In the yeah, shameless house. I was going to say, he loves the shameless house. I know that. <laughs> when, actually, when the Frankfurt Fest came this year, my it's right oh, yeah. there. My parents actually went and took a picture at the house and sent it to me because that house is just, like, on the main road. Yeah, my friend Fest. lives right down the, yeah. on the end of the block from It's, it. it's yeah. a house that everyone in the area knows is kind of haunted. But again, if you're from that area, it reads a little, the, the, the whole movie reads a little differently because you already have some of feelings, the yeah. feelings about this house being oh, yeah. creepy. Yeah. Right? You have a little bit more backstory. And um, like I said, I love the press they did. I love the fact that it's so Chicago. I love the, I love the fact that it, um, premiere that the LA premiere was at Beyond Fest, and I had such a wonderful, like a wonderful experience there with Travis, the director, and Punk, and all the other actors who were out there. Um, they did Monster Palooza. Uh, that was in Pasadena, right? In Pasadena, here in LA, and Travis was actually really great, and you know, made sure that that I got into that as a as a person here on the West Coast who is doing a lot of retweeting. Yeah. Um, so I will always, always support... Alison Nowacki, influencer. I am a little bit of an influencer slash stalker. Um, <laughs> if that influencer sounds a lot admit. better. Yeah, influencer start, sounds a lot better. But I, I loved what they did. I loved the stories and everything that I have from this movie. Um, I remember when um, when it was coming out on VOD, which is what we do for a living. I, I you know I triple checked to make sure everything was good, <laughs> and it went out good. Uh, Dark Sky Films that distributed it. Uh, they're based in Orland Park, which is also in the Chicago suburbs, right by my parents. So um, it's a very Chicago movie. I love it. Uh, I can't wait to see what else they do. And I, and I love the conversations because yeah. Brian and I are like, why did that happen? What is this representing? What is this? What is that? But not everybody... Brian, how do you feel about the conversations? <laughs> oh, they're okay. He maybe doesn't like them a year and a half later. Yeah, for me, like, certain things run out. Yeah. Uh-huh. I get that. Yeah. I was supposed to go see this at the Brooklyn Horror Film Festival. Yes. And I was actually on the... That was in the midst of the... Um, Potathon. Ah, yes. Second, the second wave of the Potathon, like after the first one got fucked up, mm-hmm. and I was just under so much stress, I was on the uh, subway and started getting chest pains, so I just went home. Yeah, rightly so. Yeah, you gotta take care of yourself. And perhaps first. I had been there, and I, if I had sat next to CM Punk or maybe sat in his lap, <laughs> the whole time my opinion would be different. But no, but yeah, it's just. Mm, eh, eh. He, he, I will say. He was. Oh, I know at, you'll say because you always say. <laughs> you can't help but to, say. T- to tell to tell a little story because I mean, really, just watch this movie. Just watch it. You'll get your own opinions on it. There's not. We've talked about. Join the thing. conversation. Join the conversation. But my CM Punk side. Oh, join stories, it with Allison. Please don't involve me in any more conversations. <laughs> this movie. This is the birthday present. I'm done. Tweet <laughs> me. Instagram me. I'll be more than happy to talk about it. But at Beyond Fest, um, I, it, there were a lot of. Uh, people there that were just there for CM Punk, right? They wanted to be there for CM Punk. They were wrestling fans. And that's fine. Buy a ticket. Do what you want to do. Um, whatever but, puts butts in the seats. Whatever puts butts uh-huh. in the seats. 
Um, but I will say that even though I'm a wrestling fan, I don't like to present myself to... If you're there as an actor, I don't want to present myself as a wrestling fan. Uh, or, like, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or, or if you're a musician that's also an actor, I'm not going to wear your band t-shirt. Do you know what I mean? Because you're there as a actor, not a musician, right? Like, right, I, I, got, I, I, I don't it. wear the band t-shirt to the concert, right? That, I guess I should say that, right? I'm not that person. And I will say you're that... You're too cool. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. too cool for that. But I will say that... It's too on the nose. Yeah, it's a little too... We know, know you're a fan. You're already here. I'm here. I bought a ticket. And... Um, <laughs> We already flagged you coming in. Oh, fuck, it's her. Shit. <laughs> security. Security. That's the one I was telling you about. That's the one I told you about. Put her in the VIP about. booth. Not because she's a VIP. We just need to keep an eye on her. <laughs> lock, lock the door. You know, keep her quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but he um, he was very nice to all the wrestling fans that were there wanting him to sign wrestling stuff and wearing his T-shirts. Um, when I walked up to him, um, and he'll never remember this. But it made my day because he came up to me and he goes, hey, you made it. Like he, like he recognized me. And it was great. It, it made me feel awesome. He, we talked a little bit. He actually said he was nervous about it. And I asked him, why are you nervous? And he said, well, because April has, April's his wife. April hasn't seen it yet and there's sex scenes in this. And I was like, dude, I'm sure you're going to be fine. Don't worry. And he's like, yeah, well, we'll see. Was there, though? Yeah. Was there, though? I beg to say, no, there's not. Well, with a ghost. <laughs> you No, but even the way it's shot, you never see the bodies together. It's a face, it's a face, it's a face, no, it's a face, lie. it's a face. That's no, a lie. That's a Watch side shot. There's that's a side, side boob. There's, <laughs> there's an overhead shot, oh, too. There's, overhead there's an shot overhead too, shot yeah. where she's riding him. That was a little gross. To, for, for, for a little gross. He was. She was riding him. It's a little weird that you were able to come up with that really that, that quick. That <laughs> quick. Um, but he he said. Hold uh, on, I've got a timestamp right here. <laughs> I got it saved on my no. Um, but he he was very humble. He was he spent time with everyone. He spent time with absolutely everyone. He went on the radio the next day and made fun of me. And made fun of Brian, which was great. So that's my, that's my job. <laughs> So he was he was very sweet to me. He he said that he was nervous about it because April hasn't hadn't seen it yet. And then since Brian wasn't with me at that time, and usually I force Brian to take my pictures, I asked him, "Can I get a picture?" And he took the picture for me, which I thought was He's very like, at sweet. At last, Brian's not here. I wish I wish the reaction was at last, Brian's not here. Um, but he took the Come picture. Come and meet me in the X-ray room. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I wish and yes, please. Um, but he was very sweet. He took the picture and then we sat in front of him and, uh, during the movie, yes. just, but just by happenstance, we, we, we were just by happenstance. We're sitting in front of him. <laughs> and Alan's head, Alan's head was 180 the whole time. I, I'm, yeah. watching. I'm watching the movie through the reflection of your eyes. Yeah, bug. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that creepy, but Brian hates horror movies. Yeah, I'm not, not good with gore. I'm not good with gore. So the next day when... Uh, I was cringing. I, I, was cringing. I was covering my face. I know it's So the next day, Punk goes, on, Punk goes on K-Rock here in Los Angeles doing press for it. And he said how great it was to watch it at Beyond Fest with an audience. And he said the guy in yeah. front of me was biting his thumb the whole time cringing at it. Because uh, it was Absolutely gory. true. <laughs> Brian Polk, thumb biter. Thumb biter. <laughs> But I was you know, like, but that's I, get it, you know, I think no. I mean, and he has every right to be nervous. I mean, he, and in, in, in a humble way, because everything in this movie is writing on him, mm-hmm. on him, and because 
it's not just the fact that he's the lead character. It's just that he's by himself. Mm-hmm. The 90% time. of the movie. Yeah. That's, you can't get more vulnerable than that. Mm-hmm. I wish the movie let him be more vulnerable. Yes. Yes. But that's not his fault. That's Mm-mm. the director's fault. They, he wasn't pushed hard enough. Mm. But yeah, I thought I, yeah, I push like it. it. Allison wants to see you completely vulnerable. Open up for Allison. Open up. Open up. Show more of herself. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I thought I, I liked it though. I liked it. You can all hate really? it. Really, I didn't get fine. that. <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens. I'm, I'm kind of baffled that the reviews, like the, all the press reviews, were quite good, but the, the the audience reviews are not. Oh wow. Yeah. So, but you know, hey, whatever. It's a thing. It's a movie. And it's a thing. It, it's you a, know, it's really, a movie. in in the grand scheme of things, does it matter? No. No. Have we know. seen worse? Yes. Oh, good lord. Have Gosh. I made you watch worse? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> At least this has CM Punk. But I, like I said, I really do think no it was slashers, hard for me to hate him. Sure. It was hard for me to hate him. Oh, please. If Chainsaw Charlie had shown up, I'd be like, yes. If the ghost, if the ghost was Chainsaw Nico. Charlie? <laughs> Hello. Yes. They do know that this has to be a whole house. <laughs> slashers is such a good movie. I watched no. that on the airplane. <laughs> I love to watch that on airplanes just to make people next to me uncomfortable. It's usually me. <laughs> Excuse me, stewardess. I just saw really strange boobs <laughs> These on this woman's, on this woman's laptop. <laughs> Please eject her from the plane. Yes. All right, I think we're done. I think we've done the girl on the third floor. Watch it on Netflix. Watch it on Netflix. You won't hurt any, you won't hurt anybody. And if you have any questions or, or issues with it, please direct them to Allison Nowacki. I'll help you out. Not make friends you. on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At Allison Nowacki on Instagram. Don't voice them at me because I don't care. Do you <laughs> this know? This is a birthday present. I have done my obligation and we are at her. But yeah, like I said, there's so many, this, this movie pulls from so many other movies. That I said, mm-hmm. you know what? If you had watched, I, I, it's a, I, it also gave me ideas for things to make you guys watch because The House of the Devil is a fabulous movie. Amazing. Let's do it. Next season. Uh, as is the pact. Next uh, season. And you'd be like, oh, I get This is how you do a movie about somebody by themselves in a house where there's nothing happening. Absolutely. Do you know, fun fact, do you I know don't. that when this movie premiered on Netflix, it was in the top 10 on Netflix US? Mm-hmm. Do you believe it? I do, but pretty much anything that premieres on Netflix immediately goes in the first top 10. I'm not gonna- well, yeah, right now, Floor is Lava is number one. So. <laughs> okay, okay, can I just get this out of my system? What? I'm so glad that we canceled series like crazy on Netflix, you know, in the third season without any, like usually on a cliffhanger and no resolution, resolution. So we don't have, so we get rid of Sense8, we get rid of Santa Clarita Diet, we get rid of One Day at a Time so that they could bring a shitty, shitty, shitty <laughs> game show. Floor is lava, man. We watched like is five it, episodes yesterday. Isn't Sense8 eventually going to get a movie to like end? <coughs> But that's been no. like three years. It's, it's been, been three years. It's not. If it hasn't happened now, it's not going to happen. It's eh, just. It's, right. I, I can't stand it. I, I'm going to point. The, I'm going to say this right now, because as as since our our friendship is based in reality television, I'm going to say that Netflix is quickly becoming the the learning channel of streaming video. Quick, cheap to produce. Like it's just going to be like all like weird little people shows. Quick and cheap to produce. Uh huh. I know. I know that's not a good thing. It's not a good uh, thing. I was holding out hope for a while that they but, might. But you know, maybe do it'll a... bring maybe it'll bring back the pickup artist. Jesus. Hey, well, you know so what? We can we bring watched... it's a dildo to a whole new generation. <laughs> All right, we are done. We're done. We're out of here. Thank you so much, Allison. Thanks, Thanks. Brian, for coming by. It's been great spending Pride afternoon with you. You know what, Patrick? You just spent Pride afternoon with straight people. <laughs> <laughs>
Brian can at least like suck a dick in the side just to like make this just once or twice just to, like make this worth my time. No, please don't, please don't, please don't, please don't. I never hear the end of her mouth. I'm like Allison. Allison. <laughs> Brian sucked a dick because he told him. Wait, is it CM Punk's? Oh, stop your little fantasies. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Certain things get a pass. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. All right, thank you guys. Um, and if people want to find you, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me uh, at 23 Minutes of Ska on on uh, Instagram, Twitter. I do a podcast called 23 Minutes of Ska at 23ska.com, and I also do another podcast called On the Upbeat. If you just search On the Upbeat Ska, you'll find it. I interview ska bands on that one with my host, Matt. And I don't do anything. Yes, Bumblebee Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything. I am on Twitter at Not Make Friends from our old podcast. Brian got the best birthday present I've ever given anybody. Just you know, <laughs> I like that you did the whole like four and a half minute long song of Bumblebee Tuna <laughs> <laughs> for Brian's birthday. Since she had a one up last year at, in Vegas, two years ago in Vegas. Was it two years ago? Yeah, yeah. I'm time anymore. Now. Time and time means nothing. <laughs> Yesterday seems like three years ago, but <laughs> Allison contacted me. She's like, "Could you, could you like, when I'm making and putting a playlist together of songs that make you think of Brian? Could you put something together?" I'm like, I don't have any songs that make me think of Brian. But then I realized we talked about it on the show <laughs> ages ago about the Bumblebee Tuna song. It, that, this was this was the third occurrence of Bumblebee Tuna in our friendship. One was way way back in the Not Make Friends era. Yep. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect um i'm on twitter at not make friends i'm on instagram at allison nobody um, cares nobody cares. <laughs> i don't i don't put out any content so you really don't you really i don't, don't. <laughs> i really don't i'm just a person i don't have anything to plug but come talk to me about cm punk there you go yep and if you want to find out how to say how to say how to sing the Bubble Tuna song in sign language? Brian knows how to do that because I taught him. <laughs> <laughs> that was his birthday present. I made the video of me doing the, the Mephistopheles. Is that what? Mephistopheles, the satanic Mephistopheles. Mephistopheles. Yeah, I did, I did the whole thing in sign language for him. And, was, <laughs> and I did it in my underwear. It was great. <laughs> it was great. You know what? I had two of these things and I am wasted. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to hang up this show and I'm going to go take a nap. Thank you very much for joining me, you guys. I love no you problem. both. In case you don't know, as much as I pick on you both, I love you both very much. Oh, we love you too, We love buddy. you too, Patrick. You'll never hear me say that again because I'm drunk right now. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs>